up, we thought food was only something that could be enjoyed. And really, there's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing. So much of life happens in the kitchen. It's a place to gather, to laugh, to burn your meatloaf while the kids do their homework at the kitchen island. So if life is happening in the kitchen, that's where we want to be. It doesn't have to be so hard. We can be great dads and great cooks. This show is about us trying to figure it all out. I'm Chris. And I'm Phil. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. Uh, a question about you, or maybe directed towards you in a way. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, you know the book, Oh, the Places You'll Go? Oh, yeah. Mm. Dr. Seuss. Yeah, fantastic Dr. Seuss book. Yeah, like probably the book that if there's ever a book to be read at a commencement speech, it would be that one. Sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Super inspiring. Great book. I don't know. I'd say it's one of my favorite Dr. Seuss books, but there's a line in it. I want to say it's, and don't forget to be dexterous and deft and never mix up your right foot with your left. And really, that's that's kind of the basis. <laughs> you're, you're shaking your head over there because this you obviously ridiculous. know where this is going. So that 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 line is the basis of the question. And just wondering if that was if that was inspiration for you, Phil. Who who asked this question? Oh, a long time listener. Oh, was it was it Spencer? <laughs> no, it actually wasn't. Was it Molly? Maybe, maybe. Your mother? No, I so don't think she. If, I don't think she knows about right and left. If if Molly <laughs> is wondering, they're still there. The tattoos. So, yep. Yeah, when I was in college, are they my taking you places though, Phil? What the tattoos? It's helping you yeah. not to mix. Um, yeah, dexterity. What a funny word. Yeah. So I do have right and left tattooed on my on my ankles. What can I say? I was young and needed the money. I think it's a better story if other places you go is the inspiration. That can be the inspiration from now on, Phil. I do have to explain myself from time to time. I might work that into the the explanation. <laughs> no, no one, no one ever ignores it. That's for sure. And then, like moving to South Carolina, where it's just so hot for so many months out of the year, you have to wear shorts. And the best is when like a seven year old points it out. You know? And they're like, "Could you tell me about that, sir?" Uh, yep, 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 yep. Tattoos are still there. It's been probably like. 15, 16, 17 years, something like that. Yeah. It was, it was a legitimate I question. I, she, thought it, I thought it was a good idea at the time. So I, she, she was reading all the places you got to, to Oliver and she's like, oh, that's probably like where that came from. <laughs> I wish it was that cool. <laughs> um, My response was, Molly, it was college. Yeah. Don't give him that much credit. <laughs> Jeez. At least the tattoos were free. So you didn't pay for them? No. Obviously, I guess uh, that's no, what you're my, saying. So it was my roommate's idea. He just showed up one day. You know, like knocks on my door and pops in and he's like, hey, so I want to get right and left tattooed on my ankles. Do you want to do it with me? And I'll totally pay for it. Like, I just want to do it with somebody. And I was like, yeah. Like, when? He's like, oh, I have an appointment in like 30 minutes. He's like, cool, let's go. So that's the story. They're free. I, I, you know, you, see, okay, okay. you look for opportunities to save money when you're in college. Yeah. And I mean, that sounds like a great way to save some money and put it towards some, I don't know, something useful that you might have for a long time, like maybe some just really <laughs> solid quality cookware, Phil. Nice. Some good, some that good all clad stuff. smooth transition. Yeah. Cookware doesn't actually have to be too, too expensive at all. But if you want like the good stuff... Maybe don't spend so much money on tattoos. That's all I'm saying. Maybe get somebody to pay for them for you. There you go. Actually, like I, I feel like quality cookware will last a long time. I think cookware in general like lasts a while, but you know something super super quality is gonna last the rest of your life, really. 
Yep. We, we actually have the same set of stainless steel pots and pans that, that we got from our wedding. And we're on like year 12 now. So nice. I think we've done a decent job of caring for them. And, you know, that's kind of an important thing with cookware. I don't know if I necessarily knew I was caring for it, but somehow it's held up. <laughs> In spite of all you're trying. It's still exactly. around. I think cookware is super interesting. We haven't really hit on any kitchen tools, kitchen utensils since our second episode, third episode. No, it was number two. On knives? So, where do you want to start? Well, Chris, let's let's uh, maybe kind of give an overarching idea of like what the different types are. Okay. A saucepan. I like saucepans. I like saucepans as well. Or a sauce like pot, even. Sauces. I guess you could yeah, call it I would a think pot. of it as like a, I think I've always referred to it as a saucepan, but. It's kind of more of a pot, actually. Really, it's kind yeah. of a pot. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Maybe so, they should go back and rename theirs. A sauce pot is, I don't know, I guess like that's kind of what you think of as a, like a prototypical pot, like a pot with a handle. Mm-hmm. Usually they're medium to smallish. Nothing, nothing super crazy in size. Oftentimes they are sized by the quartz that they hold. And most, I feel like most cookware is yeah. by like volume. Yeah, I didn't actually realize this until I was kind of doing some prep work for this. Apparently on the bottom of your pan or pot, in many cases, it tells you the quart size. It does. So I checked it, it and does. it's true. And there it was. <laughs> Learn something every day. Just thought of it as like large and small. Yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. There are so many different sizes in between. Actually, it it showed up on our Instagram. I want to say it was a very, very sneakily wrapped present for my wife that was sitting on her stove. Oh, but, that was a fun one. But in, in, in uh, getting that, definitely through the process of what, what's the right size, especially relative to everything else that we have. You said that you have uh, a whole like cookware set that you got for your wedding anniversary. How many sauce pots did that come with? So there were two in that one, and they were stainless steel. And then it also came with two pans. So basically four. A large and a smaller in, in both types. That's not too bad. I feel like I've seen some that are just like out of control, 10 pots and pans and all these different things that you'll never, ever use. Okay, so sauce pot, typical usage. Well, sauce, Naturally. As, as the name might suggest. But you can do a lot of other things in it. Really all of your cookware. You can do a variety of things with them. They, they all have their specialties, but like sure. in, in a pinch, you can you can do a lot. I mean, like you can make oatmeal in a sauce pot, Phil. I don't know what else you would mm-hmm. make oatmeal in. Unless you're doing like an overnight oats thing that you just stick in the refrigerator, like a jar. Oh, dude, we we use our Dutch oven for oatmeal all the time. I guess if you're making a larger batch. So yeah, I, I would say that like a, a sauce pot is probably best suited for you know, things that are going to be a little bit more liquidy, soupy, that type of thing. Like if you're reheating soup or uh, obviously if you're making a sauce, t- typically because they're they're not as wide as a lot of pans, you have a lot less surface area on a liquid. So you don't lose as much to, you know, yeah. steaming off, what, like if you're reducing something. And also it's kind of a less mess. If what you're doing isn't as spread out, it's less likely to kind of reduce down to the point that it starts to like burn and things like that. You know the Thomas Keller method for like his French scrambled eggs? Yeah. Where he just like continuously whisks them until they yep. turn into like a porridge basically. And that's that really can only be done in a sauce pan. Yes. You would just have a huge mess on your hands if you if you did that in a regular skillet. Yeah, I would say for a variety of reasons, it's it's probably ideal in like a sauce pot. I think I, I think for I think for a few reasons. Like you can do like a constant mixed type thing in a, a little bit 
bigger of a pan, but not quite the same as what he's going for. We we do have like a little nonstick omelet pan, and I'll use like a, a spatula in that. And that's not just because you don't necessarily want to be using any metal utensils on anything that's nonstick. And, right. and even technically, like they suggest not using metal utensils on enameled surfaces either. So I, I have I have done that a fair bit, like using a whisk in our, our Dutch oven. But ideally, like a, a metal whisk, you're probably just going to be using that in a stainless vessel of some sort, a, a piece of stainless mm-hmm. cookware of some sort, whether that's a sauce pot or, or, or a pan of some sort. Yeah, for that reason, I think a, a sauce pot is probably ideal for that constantly whisked, like very light, airy, super soft, custardy type of scrambled egg. Man, as I'm thinking this through, I don't think I use any type of metal utensil for anything other than like, you know, a metal bowl, which I'll then use as like a double boiler over a saucepan. Yeah, I feel like... Every now and then I'll I'll grab like a large metal spoon, but most of the time that's to like taste something as I'm making it or or potentially stir something in a stainless pot. So yeah, I, I think the metal utensils I I would use would be just like a you know a large spoon or a, a metal whisk. I think I think I can do a fair amount of whisking in in pots, pots or, or bowls or things like that. But um, yeah, wooden spoons and spatulas are my friend as well. So. So pots. So we have we have like a sauce pot. I guess like stepping up from a, a sauce pot, the next common pot that somebody might have would be a, a stock pot, I suppose. <gasps> stock pot. That's actually the other one that was in our wedding set. It was five. Uh, okay. Gotcha. I'm yeah, sorry, th- th- those pot. are those are like super you. common. Sure. Yeah, we got one of those too. It's great. Is that something that you guys actually use? <laughs> yeah, we 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 do. Well, we did. We used it all the time, but then we we got a Dutch oven, and ever since we got that, we we just don't use it as often because, like, it's a pretty heavy-duty stainless stockpot, and so, like, I would throw that in the oven, and, you know, we would braise with it, and it actually works pretty good. But nothing nothing beats a Dutch oven, and I'm sure we can get into that as well. So it's kind of been neglected a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if our stockpot would fit in the oven. I don't don't know how many quarts it is, but it is huge. Yeah. Like, even if you... Like took out one of the racks. It, it one? probably would, maybe. I don't know. I'm curious now. It is ours is pretty large, and and yeah, like you, we don't quite use ours as much. Honestly, like the biggest thing that we probably use our stockpot for is is pasta, like boiling pasta. Sure, which is great for that. Yeah, it's perfect for it. I don't think we have a saucepan that's big enough, and so or a sauce pot. So that's kind of our only other pot. And there are several other different types of pots, but obviously we're just kind of covering the common cookware items that we might have in our kitchen. Yeah, if you have more than that that you actually use regularly, you're probably not listening to Dad's kitchen. <laughs> well, probably not. Maybe it's touch more advanced here. We're just trying to figure out what what everything is for, I suppose. Exactly. So kind of moving moving on from that, I guess we can. Go to pans, Phil. Pans. Sure. What type of pans do you guys have? All right. Oh, I'm so glad you asked because I love me some pan. And <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way, but we, <laughs> I don't we use cast iron all the time. <laughs> cast iron, we got the stainless. And like, I, I have a love affair with cast iron. Like, it's definitely like the, the, the type of cookware we use more than anything. You know what I've always been curious about? In the movie Tangled, which I know you've seen a lot, Rapunzel hits Flynn Rider with a cast iron skillet, and he doesn't die. Like, hits him across the head with it. Like, blunt force trauma to the head. And it's, like, funny and cute. I don't know. 
I think I just don't think that's very realistic. That's all I'm saying. I mean, yes, a cast iron skillet can be quite uh, weighty. Carry some momentum. Sure, there momentum, you go, Phil. So I like your vernacular. Yeah, I guess we can we can dive into the cast iron skillets. I think it's something that's super super useful, and it's one of those things that's great. It can move from the stovetop to the oven really easily. Oh yeah, that's spot on. That's like one of the best things about it. But it's great for searing because it gets hot, super super hot. Yep, good conductor of heat. It's good for frying. It's good for sautéing. Is it not good for anything? I don't know. I I actually don't use ours for a crazy ton unless I know it's like going into the oven. I think like for a okay. sa- uh, if I'm gonna be sautéing something, I'd I'd probably like reach for a sauté pan or. Honestly, like I kind of it, technically, yeah, sure, it is kind of cast iron, but I'll I'll use our Dutch oven. Like you'll use the Dutch oven just to saute vegetables. Sometimes, yeah, I like the high sides on it. It just kind of contains right. splatter really well, and I think it's a lot easier. Like that enameled surface is a lot easier to clean than just straight cast iron. I think both are really easy to clean, and maybe that's why I use it like more than the stainless. But yeah, the the enameled cast iron in a Dutch oven is is pretty easy to clean for sure. You don't splatter, Phil. That's that's also true. Well, we we have we have a cast iron skillet, just regular skillet, and then we also have like a like a pizza tray made of cast iron. Okay. And this is kind of funny. It took us it took us like seven years to learn how to use it. Like we just kept trying it, and it it just would not cook the pizza crust the way we wanted it to, and then. One day, not too long ago, Ashley just stumbles upon this article that I feel like, man, we did a lot of research and it just still wouldn't work. And then, I mean, do you have to season it like a, a standard cast iron skillet? Is that you do. is that the step that mm-hmm. you guys were missing? Or this is going to sound really dumb and so obvious. Like I can't believe we didn't think of this before. But you just have to preheat the the cast iron in the oven for yeah. a good bit. Like the the cast iron needed to be like four seventy five yeah. before you throw the pizza on. And then we we tried doing that without um, what's called a pizza peel, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah, you, you know, the pizza peel is basically just like a giant spatula. Long <laughs> there you go. Sure. <laughs> yeah, giant <laughs> like a, a spatula the size of a child and. Yeah, you, like you use that to to throw it on the the hot cast iron, and um, it's like honestly yeah. the best pizza ever. That makes sense. Makes great pizza. I mean, like uh, you know your traditional pizza stones or whatever. I guess you're supposed to do that with them as well. So, so I do love cast iron. I've heard that you should avoid acidic foods with cast iron because the cast iron can leach into your into your food, which is kind of hilarious. Because when we made our ratatouille. Do you know what I used? Uh, let me guess. It was a stainless steel pot, Phil. The cast iron, obviously. Um, uh, obviously. I'm still alive. With, with a lead-up like that. Yeah, although that's that's something that's, I don't know, I've heard people, like, tout about cast iron and that, like, you don't necessarily, you don't scrub it with, like, soap or anything. So part of the seasoning process, like, it builds up this flavor of its own almost. And so it can it can definitely impart a very savory flavor to different things that you make with it. And then caring for it, like you're saying, with the seasoning, that's that's a pretty important step. How do you, how do you guys clean yours mm. if you're not using soap? Yeah, so I'll soak it in just some warm water and usually for like an hour. Yeah. Like not, not like in the sink. I just fill it up with water and then I'll set it aside and... Then, then I just clean it. Like I just have like a small little, like a kitchen brush. Yeah, sure. 
Scrubby brush. Yeah, it's just a little scrub, a little scrubby brush. You could use a sponge, I yeah. think, as long as like the sponge isn't treated with any types of other chemicals. Yeah. And it usually comes off like it. I don't know if everybody has that same success, but I, I do think I've like done a good job of caring for it over the years that it's just so easy to clean. Yeah. So uh, I think like one way that I've found works really well for especially stubborn stuck on food is actually salt. Salt. Yeah. Yeah. You can you also can, a great way to clean off rust if you have that. Yeah. You can just like pour some salt in there and take like a damp paper towel and scrub it around and it'll come up pretty well. Like that'll get that'll get it pretty clean. Absolutely. So, so it sounds like you're a little bit of a skillet seasoning master over there, Phil. So how how have you gone about yours? Okay. So after after you're done cleaning the pan, you got to make sure it's bone dry before you store it. Like because like really with cast iron, as with anything. Rust is the enemy, you know? So got to make sure it's bone dry. And then once it's fully dry, that's when I do like a little glug of oil into the pan, wipe it around with a paper towel, and then I store it. And it's great. So yeah, you got you to gotta care for your cast iron. It's important. Cast iron skillets are fantastic. You can get them quite cheap. Other types of pans that you use, Phil. I know we, we kind of briefly mentioned the saute pan, which is a great little pan. Sure. I, I like them in general. Well, you know, I mentioned we... we we do also have some stainless steel pans, and yeah, they're they're good for for pan roasting, stir frying, and sautéing. I found that I I don't use them as often as the cast iron, but I I do like them. I think mostly because I, I don't think they're as easy to clean as cast iron. You know, like if you're sautéing and they brown up, and sometimes it's a little harder to get that that glaze off yeah off the bottom of the pan. But you know, in in some of the the stuff that I was looking up, like you. Obviously, you want a, you want a heavy-duty pan, but then you also want to make sure that it's nickel-free. And, yeah, like, you, you don't have to spend a whole lot on your pots and pans, but I think that's maybe one thing you want to pay attention to because a lot of those budget pots and pans will just have some nickel in them. And I just don't think that's, like, super healthy for you. There might be some toxicity there. I'm not a scientist. So what uh, types of materials would you want to be looking for? Chromium? I don't know. That sounds healthy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like at least the the really solid cookware that I've seen, oftentimes it might be like bonded. So you have multiple materials bonded in layers together. I think in terms of like cookware materials, a lot of things that like they're going for in a quality piece of cookware have to do with how it responds to heat how evenly it distributes heat, that conductivity of heat, how quickly it might heat up. And then, you know, like when you when you place the, the food item that you're cooking into the cookware, it's going to lower the temperature of, of that cookware. And so like how quickly does it get back to temperature? There are a few things that I've seen in, especially some of the, I guess, higher end cookware that seem to be some of the go-tos for that in in that bonded approach and usually it's it's like a stainless a stainless steel and either aluminum or copper that's yeah. that's kind of like sandwiched in there and copper is super pretty yeah so I, I know like like all clad they have their i want to say it's a five ply copper core so that's one of their top of the line constructions and it's literally like a, a piece of copper sandwiched in between other pieces of, of stainless. And so I think it just helps distribute that heat a little bit more evenly across the whole entire pot, like, or pan. 
the whole entire piece of cookware, I guess. And so you don't have you don't have a lot of like hot spots. I know, like especially with, with something like gas, where you don't necessarily have a heating element, but like the the mode of heat is a little bit more spotty, a little more, more, yeah, yeah, a little a little more concentrated and restricted to like certain areas. I think that's when you're going to notice a higher quality piece of cookware performing better. Because like oftentimes on electric stoves, you have a heating element that's really large sure. relative to, you know, what you're going to get with just kind of like a, a ring of, of uh, fire on a gas stove. I do want to get copper. That's that's on my list for sure. I just think it's like super pretty. Like it would be so amazing to have in the kitchen. And I think there's actually like some like reactive properties to having copper as well. Like, like full copper or? Yeah, I think so. Sure. Yeah. I, I think I think it's um, definitely pretty. I mean the the all clad stuff. It's it's actually all silver. Like you can see the copper core to it coming through, which is cool. It has, okay. it's, it's like a cool look. But That's they're neat. they're still like stainless, like stainless clad. We have copper mugs that we use for Moscow mules. Maybe y'all just start cooking with those. You should throw that on the stove. Uh, that'll get tasty real quick. But that would make a pretty good fried egg. So beyond kind of, you know, standard saute pans and our cast iron skillets, we have talked a fair amount of these Dutch oven things. Yep. Dutch oven, man. It's the gold standard. And I know that we kind of dove into those a little bit, but I think that's another highly versatile piece of cookware. And honestly, like I, I feel like I can do just about anything in that except maybe boil pasta. Haven't tried that one. Oh, we just did that the other day. We're <laughs> really, I feel like ours yeah. might be a little too wide. We we have an oval, an oval six quart. Oh right. And so it might be a little awkward for that. But um if you're not familiar with a Dutch oven, again it's like it's like a cast iron core, but it is enameled both inside and outside. It's usually a a high walled pot, more or less, that has a, a, a very solid lid that goes on top of it. I don't know I don't know how else you'd like describe a, a Dutch oven to somebody that's that's never really like encountered one Phil yeah it, it basically just looks like a pot and it's it's got that lid that is made of the same material thinking thinking back to our stock pot that comes with a glass lid but with the Dutch oven the lid is going to be you know the same material as the as the Dutch oven itself and sometimes I've seen those lids with like a like a rubber handle and I never really understood that because one of the properties of a Dutch oven is that you can throw it in the oven and it can it can withstand really, really high temperatures. So like you could, you know, put that in the oven at five hundred degrees and cook something and it's it's gonna it's gonna be great. And it's yeah, like it's such a good conductor hold up of just heat fine. with like it'll hold up just fine. Uh, so ours has a metal handle, which I would imagine yours does too, on top of the lid. It's it's some type of composite material. Okay. Well, it's kind of funny. Ashley grabbed the lid after pulling it out of the oven the other day. I don't remember what she was making. <laughs> she's kind of, she goes, she like immediately drops it and like steps away. And she's like, oh, come on, put that in your podcast. Jeez. It made me laugh. So there you go. Put it in the podcast. I mean, that's that's what that's what burned me on the Ratatouille episode was our Dutch oven because I took it out of the Was oven. it the handle or was it the... It was the, it was the handle. Well, it was the handles on the side. It wasn't the handle of the On lid. the sides. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they retain heat very well. I think I think that's one of the properties of a Dutch oven that's that's kind of like widely touted. It's just the the conductivity and heat retention is like so fantastic with them. They stay hot for a while, Phil. They do. Yeah. And there's, there's so many things that I think like 
Man, it just works so well in a Dutch oven. I think on a couple of episodes, at least so far, we've talked about bouffe bourguignon. And like you really have to have a Dutch oven for a recipe like that. I don't know if I necessarily know why, because we've made it, we've made it with, uh, before with our little stock pot that we have. Because and it looks prettier it in just Instagram pictures. Well. No, is that it? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I don't Makes know. Sense. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's if there's something different with like heat retention that's going on or something. I'm not really sure. Uh, it would be something that'd be interesting to look into, though. I know that we've kind of kind of covered at least the majority of the cookware that that we use. What what about you guys? I know that you've mentioned one other thing that you maybe use often. We use the wok all the time. The wok of shame. The walk of... Fame? Yeah, okay. Not shame. There you go. The walk of fame. I do like our walk mostly just because I really like Asian dishes. It's probably actually my favorite type of cuisine. And so we we make a lot of a lot of noodles and a lot of stir fry. And, you know, we, we actually have this, this cookbook called the Everyday Walk Cookbook. And there's like all kinds of recipes that you can use your wok for outside of the Asian cuisine. And it's great. We, we actually make this chili, like a tailgate chili in the wok and I love it. It's so tasty <laughs> and it's huge. And that's maybe like one of the properties to it is that because it's so large, you can really, you can really do a lot with it. It does have a wooden handle. So like, obviously we're not throwing that into the oven, but really, really great for the stovetop. There also is a lot of care that, that goes into, into the wok. We've actually let it rust a couple of times by mistake. And, you know, going, going back to what you had mentioned about cleaning your cast iron with salt, that actually is a pretty good way to get off rust as well. And so, yeah, we've just been able to kind of save it just by throwing some like a, like a coarse grind salt, like a kosher in the pot with some oil and then scrubbing it out, man. Works pretty good. Which, which we obviously talked about kosher salt a couple, couple episodes ago. Yeah. Our listeners are experts on kosher salt now. I don't know. I think that brings up something that's kind of interesting to me. And I guess I was kind of reminded of by your knives episode, just in terms of like, what do you, what do you really need? Like say you're starting out and you don't have anything or, or even if say you had kind of one of those cheaper sets of everything that you never pull out. If you were to start investing in like a piece at a time or so to get something that has like a little bit higher quality and something that's going to last you a little bit longer, maybe perform a little bit better. I don't know, Phil, which pieces would you start with? What would you say are the essential, I guess, like essential cookware pieces, at least as far as like how you guys cook? Man, if I was going to guide someone along and I would, if I could give just one recommendation, I would get a Dutch oven. They're going to be a little bit pricier, but it's so worth it. Like we have become better cooks just from that. Yeah. Although it doesn't have to be crazy pricey. I mean, like your your Le Creuset's and Staub's are ridiculously expensive. So even like Lodge, the cast iron skillet manufacturer, kind of like the cast iron skillet manufacturer. Yeah, even Lodge makes a, a Dutch oven that's actually relatively affordable. And on something like that, where it's, you know, just a big chunk of iron that's enameled, I think even, even a, a lower budget version is still going to hold up really, really well. And kind of open up a lot of possibilities. Yep. Agreed. hundred percent. I would also say, you know, if, if you can get a skillet, it, it can be stainless, it can be cast iron. I think it's dealer's choice on that one. There's, there's, there's a lot of um, versatility, I think, between both of those. But if you're only going to get two, I would say get a Dutch oven and get a skillet of some sort. I think I would throw, I think I would throw like a small sauce pot into the mix. We have a three quart and I ended up getting a quart and a half and that feels like just right. 
it's it's big enough that you can still get multiple servings of something like an oatmeal or or whatever out of it. But if you're doing like a small batch of sauce, it's not too big that, you know, it kind of all spreads out and then reduces down to a crisp too quickly. And and honestly, like a lot of it's going to depend on your family size. We didn't really talk about like the surfaces too, too much. But, you know, nonstick is is really nice for for things like eggs, maybe most specifically. But they do have like a little bit of a, a, a limited lifespan, like the, the nonstick surfaces does eventually come off. And you want to avoid Teflon as well. Yeah, you do want to avoid Teflon. Well, and if, like if, if you're, you know, if you have a metal spatula and you're flipping an egg with it, eventually you're going to notice some some marring and, and scraping and that is... That is going to come off over time for sure. But nonstick pans aren't that pricey, you know? It's yeah. something you can, you can replace over time if you need it. Yeah, I, w- I would say that, that honestly, like for me, like a Dutch oven, a small sauce pot, and then a small to medium-sized pan of some sort will go a very long way. And kind of like we talked about with that knives episode, I think this is super similar in that you can really you know, trim the stuff that you don't use as much. And yeah. then you're able to invest in the things that you do. I guess this is like basic pots and pans. Sure. That's what we could call it because there are a lot of like different pots and pans that we didn't cover, like specific ones. Maybe eventually we could do like an advanced Advanced pots and pans. Sure. Well, great. So if anybody has any questions about, you know, pots, pans, Phil's tattoos, feel free to reach out on all of the social platforms. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. All the social See, platforms. See, here's the thing about tattoos. They, they don't go away. No, they don't. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I knew that, but then I think I kind of just thought that maybe they would. Still there. Yeah. Actually, my daughters have been asking about that. I mean, they think it's great. They just don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) If someone else has any tattoos that they want to share with us, we'd love to see them. So hit us up on social at Dad's Kitchen Co. I guess we also have an email address. Hello at dadskitchenco.com. That's it. If somebody's old school like that. Hey, yo. Hey, yo.